What's going on, everybody? This is Dr. Holly Mays on this edition, episode three of Bishop Chronicles podcast. Listen, I'm so excited for you guys to come and be a part of the show today. Uh, man, this is an awesome show. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, please go back to and, and uh, download uh, uh, episodes one and two. Uh, awesome, awesome dialogue. Uh, man, I think you guys will really be pleased. Do me a favor, just kind of get some things out of the way before we get started, because, man, we have an awesome show for you today. Uh, today, uh, we're going to be dealing with, is church a business or not? Is church a business or not? So we're going to be looking at some scriptures. We're going to be really dealing with some realistic viewpoints from people who have tweeted me over the past week on this subject to make sure that we kind of highlight this, because this is a, this is a situation, and I think sometimes this question gets caught up in the mix mix of things and people really get confused on whether they're going to serve God or go to church. Okay. So we want to make sure that we clear some things up because we want people to be able to go to, to worship him in spirit and in truth. And we want people to get everything they can, uh, from the edifice as well. But before we get into that, Hey, listen, I want to encourage you guys to make sure you go to amazon.com. Please, Go download the new book, or you can go ahead and buy the new book. It's called Unlocking Your Purpose-Given Culture. Unlocking Your Purpose-Given Culture. We're going to be dealing with everything from your potential versus uh, purpose and how to move from your purpose to God's promise and now operating in God's power. So please go to Amazon.com, support that book, Unlocking Your Purpose-Given Culture. I'm telling you, it will change your life. Also, make sure you guys are downloading and subscribing to Bishop Chronicles podcast each and every week. I'm telling you, we're bringing these things to you guys live every single uh, uh, Friday, uh, Saturday at 3 p.m. Uh, we're going to be at 900 East Beltline Road. So if you guys want to be a part of the live audience, you're more than welcome to do that. Also, make sure you guys on January 3rd, man, go and pre-order my Spiritual Sons uh, album. Man, it's called Behind the Curtain. Uh, man, you can go to DistroKid, if I'm not mistaken, D-I-S-T-R-O-K-I-D.com backslash Chosen Child. So please go ahead and, and support him, man. Wonderful up and coming religious artist, man. Really, really, man, changing the game. So make sure you guys go do that. Um, but without further ado, man, hey, let's get, let's get into our next topic, okay? Boom. So let's go ahead and get right into this, man. Uh, it's church of business. I mean, we have to we have to address it because it's one of the biggest topics that the ministries have been dealing with for the past 20 years. I mean, if we go back to 1980, actually, if you want to go a little further than 20 years, we were dealing with ministries such as Jimmy Swaggart. Uh, uh, what's another one? Uh, when Kenneth Copeland was online. Uh, I mean, it was just so many church ministries and they just came by storm. You saw t- they were called televangelists. Now we call them mega ministries. Okay. And now the people are really confused as to whether this is a, 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 a God, is it God's house or is this um, a business? Is this a place where people become, you know, uh, employees and, and we treat this just like Walmart. Okay. So I just want to address that for just a second, because I believe that we're a little confused and we don't realize that the two words church and business are synonymous. They, they go together as opposed to keeping them separate. And I think the problem is, if we could just be real about it is we've listened to people talk about them separately, but they talk about them separately without enough information to talk about them adequately. 
And I'm going to say that again. We listen to people talk about business and church separately so much that we forget that they can't talk about them adequately. So when they're speaking on them, you have a group of people speaking about church. Then you have a group of people speaking about business. And now when you when you're when you're talking about the idea of business from a from a society based uh, mindset, you're thinking about someone that's all about the money. It's all about the money. It's all about you know. What what can the company get? Paying the bosses and being rich and driving around in these cars. And then when we talk about church, we only highlight, oh, it's God. We we look at the weak. We look at the 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 the, the blameless. We look at the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, and we never really have the conversation about them together. And and I think that's where we need to get to. That's where we need to really get focused on because if not, we're going to keep this separate. Uh, but equal type of mentality. And we're going to lose a lot of people. We're going to lose a lot of people. So that's why this topic is really, really good. So um, I want to go over a Bible verse real quick. And obviously, you know, I, I try not to just keep it uh, in in uh, a Bible verse, but I want, I want you to understand uh, what the Bible says. Now watch this now. Excuse me. John 9 and 4, it says, I must work. Okay, I want you to understand how it says, I must work. Now, if we take the word work and we break it up, we can use that biblically and we can use that carnally. We can look at that biblically when we're saying, hey, I want, I must work, which means that, hey, listen, I got to go out there and 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 uh, impart into people. I got to go and spread the gospel. I got to go to nations. I got to go talk to the to the to the unbelievers and the unsaved. But we also say when you get up in the morning at seven o'clock, I got to go to work. OK, which means that, hey, I got to go to this job. I got to go and get this paycheck. OK. So we understand that the term work can have two meanings, but they're still the same word. You understand that? So I, I'm saying that because church can have two, two different entities, but it's still the church, okay? So we have to understand that first and foremost, because watch this. The bottom line is, is A, who's going to pay the bills? See, I'm just gonna kick right right into it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Who's gonna pay the bills? Okay. Who who's who's gonna be the one that's going to uh, uh, make sure that 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 the building rent is paid for, or the mortgage is paid for? Because what we what what people tend to forget is that the same bills you have at home are the same bills that the church got. And I don't understand why that's a situation that we, we we continue to be confused about. You mean to tell me you see lights in the church, but you don't think a bill needs to be paid on the light bill when you got the same lights and bill connected to your household. But we never bring the two together and we say, oh, okay, wait, hold on. If there's lights, that means there's a light bill. Well, who pays the light bill? Well, that's where we need to go. That's where we need to talk about, okay? Um... So let's talk about that, okay? Because there's a question about, wait, all these bills, we, we will agree that there's bills in the church. We will agree that, hey, the mortgage needs to be paid. The rent needs to be paid. We will agree the light needs, to, the utilities need to be paid. We will agree that, hey, musicians need to be paid. We will agree with that. The question is, and I think this is the hangup, is who is supposed to pay it, okay? 
Who is supposed to pay it? Because the question is not the, the realization that it needs to be paid. This is where the business and church gets crossed up. The question is, okay, now that it needs to be paid, who pays it? And where does the money come from? So listen, let's go to Hebrews 76. It says, watch this. But he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that had, that had the promises. Okay. I want you to understand that. Okay. Watch this now. And the priest, this is Nehemiah 10 and 38, and the priest, the son of Aaron, shall be with the Levites. When the Levites, watch this now, take tithes, and the Levites shall bring up the tithe of the tithes unto the house of our God, to the chambers, into the treasure house. We got to understand this. Keep, let's keep going. Genesis 14 and 20, and blessed be the most high God, which has delivered thy enemies into thy hand, and he gave him tithes of all. Now, what does the word tithes mean? Now, we're not talking offering, okay? We're talking tithes. Your tithes, it simply means a tenth. That's what the Hebrew and Greek term for tithes alludes to, which is a tenth, 10%, okay? So, watch this, because this is where we always lose. This This is where we lose people. We lose people when it comes to them having to do something in which they were commanded to do. And people have a problem with a command because they don't like authority. So therefore, the, those that have a problem connecting business and church together under the same roof are, roof are really people who have a problem with authority. Because the Bible talks to you about paying tithes. Now, what is tithes again? A tenth. So why is it a problem that when you get paid, you got a problem giving the church a tenth? Well, let's let's deal with that for a second, because I'm looking at text messages and, and, and tweets that I'm getting saying, well, I don't want to give a man my money. OK, then give it to God. Then give it to God, because watch this. If you go to 7-Eleven right now and you buy a soda. And you pay for that soda. You may say, hey, I don't want I don't I don't want to give Muslims my money. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Just not saying anything wrong with Muslims. I'm, I'm just saying, for example, you may say, I don't want to give Muslims my money. But right now you're going to go buy a soda at the nearest gas station, the nearest Walmart, whatever the case may be. You may have a problem with the overall command of, of, of the store. You may not like the Walton family. You may think they're racist. You may think that they're bigots. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying that may be your perception of them. However, you have no problem going into Walmart, paying for something out of there and and, and going home and using it. So when people say, oh, well, I don't want to pay the pastor. Okay, great. Don't pay the pastor. Okay. The pastor is no more than the general manager of the actual church. The actual supervisor and boss of the church is God. So you're not putting, you're not paying the, 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 the pastor. You're actually giving to God. But if you ask people to look at it like that, they, they won't, it's, it's very difficult for people to fix their minds to understand that concept. It, it, it really is. I mean, to be honest with you, it was, it was, it was, it was above my, my mindset until I got to reading the scriptures. But this word tithe kept coming up. It just kept coming up. Tithe, tithe, tithe. And when, and when God wants you to know something, when God wants you to realize something, he just keeps saying it over and over and over again. For real. The reason why I know God loves me because he keeps using it over and over and over again uh, in congruence with the fact that this is something he does when it comes to me. 
So I realized because of your repetitiveness of it, that's something that you really feel deep about. So I feel God really feels deeply about tithes, not because a person get rich, but because it allows him to understand that you are willing to give up one of the most precious resources known to man. Watch this because he said something. And guess what's going to happen when you sow into that that because it was it it, it was it, it was given to you by God, then in terms, I'm gonna prove it to you, in terms, then it helps build the edifice. I'm gonna help you with that. Watch this now. If we can go to a familiar text, I'm sure everybody knows we can go to Malachi. Okay, let's go to Malachi. All right. As soon as I find the exact Scripture. Okay, so Malachi 3 and 10. Well, watch this now. 3 and 10, it says, bring ye all the tithes, the tenth, into the storehouse. So now we have to talk about who's being talked to. Because if you read Malachi 1 through 3, chapters 1 through 3, you will understand that the original context was talking to the leaders. It was talking to the the priests. Okay? But not only did it resonate from the priest, it also meant to go to the people. And why is that so? Because the priest, it had to be from the priest first because their leadership. And because their leadership, guess, watch this now, the people will know what to do and how to do it based on the examples that they are given. The reason why people got a problem with tithes because they never really see the leader's tithe. I won't get into that, but I'm just going to throw it out there. But watch this. It says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. Watch this. So now we know that God is saying, okay? God is saying, bring the tithes, a tenth, into the storehouse. Now, why? Now, the question is why, okay? That there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So God is saying, if you do this, I will do this. He says, do this. Let me tell you why. And let me tell you what I'm going to do in response to you being obedient. So if you are sitting here saying, wait, hold on just a second. I don't look at the church as a business. Wait just a second. You have to because a service has to be rendered. Because your tithes are given, a service can be rendered. What is the service? It means we can give back to the community. When people people were ordinarily... And, and if you read Malachi 1 through 3, it chapters 1 through 3, it talks about the priest giving back and providing for those that sold into the storehouse. So when a famine came, check it out, when a famine came and people could not eat or people didn't have anything to drink or didn't have any clothes or anything like that, watch this. They could go to the storehouse, they could go to the priest, and because of their tithes, benevolence, God could, a, a, a release could happen. And that's what we have to look at when we're talking about the business of the church. Why would a church need to stand? Well, they need to stand because at midnight sometimes I need prayer and I need somewhere to go. They need to be able to stand because sometimes, guess what? Uh, I'm trying to do some things for 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 a charity and, and we may need religious help or, or, or money to go back into the community. See, it's funny, we never look at the business aspect of a church when we need something. But we always look at the business aspect of the church when we try when we when we trying to uh when we have to do something for the church. 
And that's kind of hypocritical. I think we all agree with that. It's hypocritical. But but the church is a business. It has to have people to run it. It has to, it's, it's like a well-armed machine. Why? Because God, the Bible says God does things decent and in order. So the church has to be ran and constructed and built and grown decent and in order. Why? Because it's God's house. God does not want you to run your house differently than he runs his. So if he runs his decent and in order, that means that you have to have strategy, system, and structure. Okay? A business entity, just like a governmental system, has strategy, structure, and system. In heaven, there's strategy, structure, and system. So we have to get to the ideology or the spiritual understanding that church has to be a business because if it was not business, that means it was chaos. That means that people could govern it and run it like they do their homes. And we know that people got messed up houses. Okay? They just do. The only thing that creates the structuring and systematic development of the church is the business aspect of it. So yes, you can't take money whenever you want to. No, you can't. You can't. You can't do whatever you want to in the church. No, you can't uh, uh, maneuver any way you want. There's structure. There's systems. There's legislature. There's bylaws. There's rules and regulations. There's protocols. There's ethics. There's all those things that are attached to it that makes it a business. It's not just the fact that people are taking money, okay? Quit saying just because somebody take money, oh, the church ain't, you know, they're trying to make the church a business. It is a business because the minute you get to a church and the door, the chains are on the door, all of a sudden you trip. But when the collection plate come around to sew into that light bill, you ain't got nothing to pay. But let something happen. Let something happen in your house. Let some let you get behind on your bill. The first place you're going to call is the church. And that should be the first place you should call. That's why we store, that's why we pay tithes to the storehouse. But if you don't put tithes in the storehouse, then guess what? When the people that are in need, when the widows, when the orphans come to the storehouse to try to get grain and food to eat, there's nothing there. Why? Because people don't want to understand the business aspect of the church. Your pastor is a general manager. He's not the CEO. The CEO is God. The COO is your pastor. Let me say that again. The CEO is God. The COO is your pastor. You have to understand that your pastor is there to govern God's business. Doesn't matter whether whether you like it or don't, because that's because you 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 have not allowed yourself to get uh, business acclimated, verbiage wise. That's on you. You got to get it together. You got to figure that out. You got to get an understanding because that's what it is. That's that's just that's just what it is. And 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 the minute the world can understand that is the minute that we can start connecting with our ministries and doing great things in the community. But if we still want to do this segregated thing because we don't like the word finances or we don't like the word business or we don't like the fact that you saw your pastor riding a Mercedes because it's a better car than yours. You can't get old. You don't know what that band did for that. You don't know what that woman did for that. You, you, you don't have a problem with Kevin Hart riding in the Mercedes because you say, oh, okay, well, he's a comedian. He's been doing it for 20 years and your pastor been doing it for 20 years. You mean to tell me he shouldn't reap the rewards of, of the labor that he's put in for 20 years? That's the most selfish thing I've ever heard. And, we've, and we're selfish when it comes to the conversation of church being business or edifice. 
and we do not want to put them together. We hate putting them together. And, and that's the problem. That's the idiocracy that we are seeing in America today because people have major newscasters and, 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 and conspiracy theorists and, and folk that just love drama and folk that don't even believe in God got you feeling like God, God, God is not intelligent, like he didn't understand business in order for business to be a thought in a genius's mind. You have to understand the, omnip- the omniscient and omnipotent nature of God. He knows all and sees all. So you have to understand any term, verbiage, idea that you came up with, he had it first. So the idea of business had to come from God. It was not something. The problem with men is man always wants to act like they the first to come up with something. You the first to get on the moon. You the first to do this. God had this anyway. He already knew this. And because God already knew it, he let you use it. You're not doing nothing new. So the idea of structure, strategy, and system, the three S's, they came from God. They didn't come from earth. A system, a a financial system, a legislative system did not come from earth. It came from heaven. So you got to get out of the mindset that church is not a business. It is definitely a business. And that's not a negative connotation. Just because I say I run a business, wait just a second. Part of my church is Kingdom Faith Empowerment Worship Center, which you are welcome to come in every Sunday at 2 p.m. at 900 East Beltline Road. And you can worship and we'll pray for you and you will get a good preached word and we will help you through deliverance and, and help you find salvation. However, you have Dr. Holly Mays Worldwide which is a mentoring center, which is a a, 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 a a speaking center, which which is also where we do events to where that we, and, and, and yes, there's a fee collected. Why? Because I pay tithes off that fee and that tithes go into the ministry so that you can come in and when it's time for you to get healed, you can get healed. And when it's time for deliverance to happen, you got somebody who can help you through work, working you through deliverance. You got to understand how this thing is. Quit acting like your house no going to get paid if you don't work. Quit acting like that. So listen, man, I'm going to go ahead and end this segment for today, man. I pray that it was, it, was, it was uplifting to you. I pray it was something that you could use, man. Listen, I'm telling you guys, go and get the last two episodes, man. It's going to blow your mind. Make sure you download, subscribe to this episode, man. We're dealing with church as a business. Um, and man, we're just having a great dialogue with it, man. Also, make sure you go to Amazon.com. Go pick up Unlocking Your Purpose Giving Culture. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. I think I did good myself on that. You can find it on Amazon.com. Uh, also, make sure you go get the Pumped Up Theory as well. It's on Amazon.com as well. Listen, if you're in the DeSoto area, make sure you come out to Kingdom Faith Empowerment Worship Center. It's right over on 900 East Beltline Road, DeSoto, Texas. Every Sunday at 2 p.m. And we also do our online Bible study, our TNT sessions, every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Listen, I love you guys with the love of the Lord. Remember to uplift Christ wherever you go. Make sure you guys go pre-order my son's uh, uh, EP. It's called Behind the Curtains. You can get it on distrokid.com backslash chosen child. Man, awesome, awesome album. Super proud of these guys, him and uh, Trent. 
man, y'all keep up the good work. But listen, man, hey, y'all support local businesses, black-owned businesses, man. Make sure you guys make the rest of your day the best of your day. Until next week, man, this is Dr. Mays, and I'm saying, hey, signing off on Bishop Chronicles Podcast. Peace.